Hey Upper Cape Catch listeners, I'm Noelle Ananin, co-producer for the Upper Cape Catch. And I'm co-producer Gilda Geist. This week we're bringing you up to date on a story we ran last year, one of our first episodes, Swim at Your Own Risk. In this episode we looked at Cape Cod's lifeguard shortage, including what's causing it and what some possible solutions might be. This story has a pretty interesting update that came out of a recent Falmouth Select Board meeting. We'll get to that at the end, but first, here's the original story. This episode first aired on July 29th, 2022. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Upper Cape Catch by The Enterprise, where we bring you audio stories on the latest news from Falmouth, Mashpee, Bourne, and Sandwich. I'm Gilda Geist, and if you know anything about Cape Cod, you know it's famous for its miles and miles of beautiful beaches. Millions of tourists visit the Cape every year to go to the beach, and up until recently, this annual influx of beachgoers was supported by robust lifeguard programs across the region. But now, chronic lifeguard shortages in Massachusetts and the United States threaten the Cape Cod beach experience as we once knew it. Today, we'll be taking a look into just how bad the shortage is, what might be causing it, and how Falmouth, Bourne, and Sandwich are coping with this issue, each in their own way. This is how many people we need if we were to staff a regular number of parking attendants and lifeguards at all 10 sites. And that number for lifeguards is 57. That's Falmouth Beach Superintendent Maggie Clayton. In these clips, she's reporting the Falmouth Beach Department's lifeguard numbers to the Beach Committee at their June meeting. Of the 57 lifeguards, We're at 39 full-time and 8 part-time. The 8 part-time, you can probably equate that to about 3 people. That deficit of 15 full-time guards, approximately, will have to be made up with a reduction in services at certain locations. Last year, Falmouth also had some trouble getting enough lifeguards to staff all the town's beaches. So much so that they had to leave two beaches completely unguarded. This year, Maggie said, McGansett Beach and the Marine Biological Laboratory's Stony Beach are not staffed with any lifeguards. Only two beaches left unguarded out of over a dozen beaches throughout Falmouth doesn't seem too bad. But Maggie told the beach committee that so far, unguarded beaches have seen emergency situations that people outside of the beach department have had to respond to first. There's been multiple incidents at our beaches when we're not staffed and either EMS or the police or Um, MES and IFA have responded. Um, We've had some stranded marine mammals. We've had um, active drowning. We've had self-harm in parking lots. So there's been a lot of activity. So what's the problem here? Why is Falmouth having so much trouble finding lifeguards? We know that a shortage of applicants isn't the only issue. Here's Maggie. The numbers that I've been reporting to you about hires is much lower than the number of applications we initially received. We've had people who apply and then don't respond to anything. We've had people who apply, fill out the survey, but not show up for an interview. We've had people who interview, get offered the job, and then say no. Naturally, Maggie and the Beach Committee thought that raising lifeguards' pay might incentivize more people to apply for and take the job. The committee even tried to take their idea to the town select board last year. But because lifeguards are categorized as seasonal workers in Falmouth, increasing the hourly rate isn't that simple. 
Doug Brown, a member of the select board who sat in on the Beach Committee's July meeting, explains. They found a very difficult problem when they decided they wanted to raise the lifeguards because it's related to the same union, I guess, as DPW workers. And there's just way too many DPW workers that would be aggrieved by raising up the lifeguards. The DPW, or Department of Public Works, hires seasonal employees to accommodate the population influx that Falmouth sees each summer. All of Falmouth's seasonal employees are on the same pay grid, so the Beach Department can't just raise wages for the lifeguards without that affecting wages in the DPW and other departments with seasonal workers. And when it comes to getting approval from the town, raising wages for all seasonal workers is a big ask, much bigger than just raising wages for lifeguards. Falmouth lifeguards are paid different amounts depending on how long they've been working with the town. Returning lifeguards are paid between $16.65 and $19.27 per hour. First-year lifeguards are paid $15.86. This is not a particularly competitive rate for lifeguarding on the Cape, and the Beach Committee knows that. Here's Barb Schneider, chair of the Beach Committee. I said to the select board, we came to you in good faith having done a ton of research, and we presented to you months ago, months ago, what we knew the price point was you had to be at to get a full slate of guards for us. We told you that's where you needed to be, you didn't come close to it, and we're paying the price. So they had to find another way to draw in applicants. To give first-time applicants an incentive without having to deal with the seasonal workers issue, the Beach Department implemented a bonus program. Rather than raising the hourly rate, the department promised a sign-on bonus and two retention bonuses, each $500, for first-year lifeguards. Maggie explains. When I keep referencing the $15.86 an hour, that is a first year never worked for us lifeguard, and it does not include the bonus. So um, if someone in that position uh, earns all three bonuses, that's like $3.75 an hour more if you were to like divide up that bonus into their hourly wage. But psychologically, it doesn't, it doesn't equate. The voice you heard at the end of that clip was Beach Committee member Nancy Quick. Nancy came to the committee's July meeting prepared with possible solutions she had learned about from other towns on the Cape. So Wellfleet has no trouble with lifeguards this year because they went and they got $20 an hour. So they are fully staffed. So how did Wellfleet manage to get $20 an hour for its lifeguards without having to deal with all the other seasonal workers' wages? Well, it didn't. So what Wealthy did was the four departments got together with their seasonal and then they presented to the town. For us it would, be, it would be Marine and Environmental Services, the Rec Department, DPW, and Beach Department. Okay. Those, are the, those are the groups that are on the seasonal grid. The Falmouth Beach Committee decided to reach out to these other departments to see if they could work together the same way they did in Wellfleet. But the question remains, will a pay increase actually help Falmouth with its lifeguard shortage? There's no way to know right now. But we do know one thing. This season, the town of Bourne offered $20 an hour for lifeguarding positions. And this summer, none of their beaches are guarded. The primary reason is that they couldn't find anyone certified to fill the positions. That was Mike Rausch, reporter for the Bourne Enterprise. Mike has been covering the beaches in Bourne for years now, and he was even a Cape lifeguard himself as a college student. He wrote an article on Bourne's decision not to staff any lifeguards this summer, but he told me that Bourne's lifeguard staffing troubles go way back. Back in 2011, uh, the town announced that uh, because of budgetary constraints back then, there, there was not going to be any lifeguards on, on any of the beaches. And it stayed that way for that summer. Um, it was 
covered statewide. News covered it statewide. The, the fact that uh, you know a, a Cape Cod beach is not offering lifeguards since 2016, they've only had Monument Beach guarded, and you know you're only talking you know like five years. In five years, they've gone from uh, potentially five beaches down to just one, and now here it is, 11 years later, and they're back to no lifeguards anywhere. Mike and I talked about all the different possible reasons as to why Bourne and other places on the Upper Cape are having so much trouble finding lifeguards. A lot of people are running into a problem with the cost uh, to get certified. Um, it, can, it can run hundreds of dollars, and that's a lot for, for a young person, for, for a teenager, um, or for a family of a teenager to, to have to pay in order to, uh, to get qualified uh, with, uh, with the American Red Cross. These certifications expire after two years, at which point a lifeguard must be recertified if they want to continue working. But for some people, cost was not an issue as much as the COVID-19 pandemic was. The recreation director in, uh, in, in Bourne will also tell you that with the pandemic, they had to reduce the number of uh, certification classes that were being offered. So as a result of uh, you know, less certification classes, you have less applicants. CBS Boston actually reported this as a cause of lifeguard shortages throughout Massachusetts. But the pandemic may not be completely to blame. There has also been a sort of culture shift among teens and adults when it comes to the working world. There's more pressure on young people to figure out what they want to do. It's, it seems like it's much more, this is the line of work I'm going to get into, and when the summer rolls around, let's say you know, I have an interest in political science. Got to grab an internship with, uh, with a state senator or, or a state representative to start to build that resume. Mike brings up a good point. With college getting more expensive, there's a lot of pressure for college students to be thinking ahead to when they graduate so that they can enter the workforce as soon as possible and start paying off their student loans. No matter how well it pays, there's a lot of different careers out there that simply won't be furthered by a summer of lifeguarding. But even for those who aren't looking for internships or jobs in their fields of study, it seems like lifeguarding might just not be as desirable of a position as it once was. I guarded on a beach in, in Chatham, um, and I kind of accepted the fact that, yeah, in a way, I'm just kind of a babysitter for a lot of the, 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 the kids that come down here with their families. One of the select people, when this issue came up before the select board, was um, mentioning that lifeguarding isn't as appealing a job as it once was, they get abused by, by tourists. They, they're, they're considered babysitters. For many, the working conditions of being a lifeguard just isn't worth the pay cut. In Falmouth, for example, a second-year lifeguard could make more money per hour sitting behind a cash register at Walgreens, which, it's worth noting, is air-conditioned. No cleaning decades-old bathhouses, no explaining to angry tourists why they can't walk their dogs on the beach, no sweat, no sunburns. Lifeguards may be seen by some as babysitters, as Mike mentioned, but they actually have a lot of responsibilities, as one Falmouth Beach Committee member pointed out. Our young people are having to do all these things, including the Narcan, and you know, we didn't even talk about like if there was a shark sighting. That's a lot of responsibility for, for somebody you know, that's getting paid a little bit more than minimum wage. Falmouth's lifeguards receive Narcan training and tourniquet training. They learn how to respond to all kinds of situations, from health emergencies to beached marine life. As I mentioned earlier, they clean the bathrooms and bathhouses, deal with people bringing their dogs to the beaches, and of course, 
They watch the water for people who need saving. With unemployment rates so low, young people right now have more choices when it comes to finding jobs. And, as we've seen, many of them will choose something other than lifeguarding. To address this issue, many towns on the Cape decided to broaden their hiring pools by starting junior lifeguard programs. Here's Jamie Costa, reporter for the Sandwich Enterprise, talking about Sandwich's junior lifeguards. So this year, they have eight junior lifeguards that are training as part of this program um, with the goal of being recertified at the end of the year. And usually they bring back about 50% of the junior lifeguards. So the goal in training these eight would to be would be to bring back four full-time next year. So last year they trained four and two of them came back. Um, so it creates a lot of incentive with the recertification program like toward the end of the summer to bring them back um, and with the promise of a higher salary and also more incentive for leadership roles. Um, and they also provide housing at the Oak Crest Cove um, for four where the recreational department is. Because it's all training, they have no jurisdiction to touch anybody. Um, they can't do any life-saving or CPR. According to the Sandwich Beach Department website, junior lifeguards must be between 14 and 16 years old and are paid between $14.25 and $15 an hour. Full lifeguards get $17 to $18.50. As Jamie mentioned, junior lifeguards can't touch anyone, which means they can't save people who are drowning. So what good is a 15-year-old junior lifeguard to an understaffed beach department? Maggie explains. One must be 15 years old to be certified as a guard, so if they took the course and were able to work even two days a week for us, rather than the full-time five days a week, it could go our program by training them on our procedures and immersing them in the community right away before they take their certification to another site to use it and don't come back to apply to us when they turn 16. After hearing about junior lifeguard programs in other Cape Towns, Barb wanted a similar program in Falmouth to help make up for the lifeguard shortage. In Falmouth, 15-year-olds can be certified as lifeguards but cannot work as lifeguards at the town beaches until they're 16. Already this summer, the town has trained and certified several 15-year-olds that it cannot hire. Is there nothing we can do for August with the 10 15-year-olds that have come through the program? That, that to me seems like such a logical thing to try to do. Maggie asked acting town manager Peter Johnson-Staub about the possibility of a junior lifeguard program. He forwarded her inquiry to Jack Dolan of Lighthouse Legal Counsel, a local lawyer specializing in employment law. This is what he told Maggie in an email. Youth under 16 may not be employed as lifeguards at ponds, lakes, or oceanside beaches. It seems simple enough. 15-year-olds can't be lifeguards, no junior lifeguard program. But what about the fact that there are already junior lifeguard programs in Sandwich, Chatham, and Wellfleet that employ children under age 16? I think Mr. Dolan needs to answer to how those other people are all doing this. Would you ever in a million years as a town take a risk by doing something that would be wrong with kids 15? No, I don't think they are doing something wrong. They are finding a way to do it without it breaking what Mr. Dolan is citing here. Doug offered one possible solution. They're probably not being called a lifeguard. You can work on a beach and just be a beach helper. In Chatham, they're called uh, Lighthouse Beach Junior Patrol. They don't call See? them lifeguards. There That's it. There it is. Okay, so it sounds like as long as you don't call them junior lifeguards, you can have 15-year-olds helping out on the beaches. But when you start looking at child labor laws on the state level, it gets more complicated. Some notable restrictions that may be applicable here include a prohibition against the use of power-driven machinery and a prohibition against working on or using ladders, scaffolds, or their substitutes. This may apply to elevated lifeguard chairs. 
Nancy offered a potential workaround to this problem. Why couldn't you have a kid at the bottom of the chair, right. just in their own beach chair or golf chair, whatever, right. or you have, and, and the supervisor, if you will, or the mentor right. uh, is the guard in the chair, and then this other kid can be eyes and, and on the water and on the beach. If they can't be in the lifeguard stand, that's not as helpful to me because surveillance is from the lifeguard stand for a reason right. in terms of ability to see and ability to have full control of your area of responsibility. There's also another component of this junior lifeguard discussion. Supposedly, there's a law that the town of Falmouth can't hire anyone below the age of 16. The town does not accept working papers regardless of job description. Where is the rule that says no one 15 can work for the town of Falmouth? Why do we have these rules that simply say no 15-year-olds can work for the town of Falmouth? Show me where that is in writing anyway. I'd like to see it. So I did a little digging here, and it turns out this isn't a law. I couldn't find it anywhere in the Falmouth town code. Instead, it's a policy, Peter Johnson-Staub told me in an email. Regardless, this poses a problem for the beach committee. Barb told the committee they would stop trying to start a junior lifeguard program, but only for now. We're dropping the idea for this year of what we can do with 15-year-olds. I'm going to have a hard time letting go that we can do something with 15-year-olds in the years to come because I have to feel there's a way. What does the future look like for a vacation destination that's known for its beaches but can't find enough lifeguards? Despite all we've covered in this episode, it's still too early to tell. We'll just have to wait and see, but in the meantime, swim at your own risk. By the sea, by the sea, by the beautiful sea, you and I. Hey listeners, this is Gilda and Noel in the present. Noel's going to get us started with the update. Yes, so obviously the central theme of Swim at Your Own Risk was seasonal staff shortages. And who are Felma's seasonal workers? So Falmouth's seasonal workers are in the Department of Public Works, Harbor Master's Office, they're in the Elections Office, and of course, they are lifeguards and beach parking attendants. So as we just heard in the original episode, the Beach Committee has been fighting for pay increases for their lifeguards for a while. Has there been any progress on this? Yes, there has. After years of chronic staff shortages across town departments, Falmouth Interim Town Manager Peter Johnson Staub was like, okay, enough of that. Our town departments are struggling to hire seasonal staff, and they have been for several years. Let's take some of that money that we haven't been spending on those unhired lifeguards and public works staff from previous summers and give those positions a raise this year. So they did. Tell me about the pay increase. How much was it? So lifeguards are now making a little over $18 an hour if they are first-year lifeguards, and returning lifeguards can make up to just over $22 an hour. This comes out to a 15% pay increase across the board. So lifeguards are making this much money, but everybody is getting a 15% pay increase. The Beach Committee's been pushing for this for a while, so what was different this time? What changed the select board's mind? To be completely honest, I'm not 100% certain if the select board necessarily changed its mind. They were definitely told by Peter Johnson Staub, okay, we have a problem, it's been going on for a while, and this is how we fix it. The reason why they probably listened, if I were to venture a guess, is because Peter Johnson Staub more or less built the budget for the whole year, like, by himself. We did not have a finance director, so not only is he the select board's point guy as interim town manager, he's also really the guy who has been in the weeds, talking with department heads, figuring out what their needs are, and making room in the budget for their biggest needs. When Peter Johnson Staub presented kind of this fact of the matter uh, to the select board, what did they? What did members have to say? They didn't really have any discussion about 
Peter Johnson Staub's recommendation because he's their town manager. If he comes to them and says, this is what we need, they're going to listen to him. They're paying him to give them advice, and that was his advice. Did uh, Beach Committee Chair Barb Schneider weigh in? She wasn't at the meeting, but I called her afterwards and I asked her what she thought about the increase, and she said, quote, we would have been in so much trouble without that increase, unquote. She remembers pretty vividly how dire, and she really stressed the word dire, the situation was last summer when the beaches were left unguarded. And just to clarify, last summer, I believe it was two beaches that were unguarded. So is this 15% pay increase actually enough? Barb certainly hopes that it will be enough, but Peter Johnson Staub has basically guaranteed that it won't be. He has said in multiple public meetings that he still expects there to be shortages, and this 15% pay increase over last year is pretty much just a shortage mitigation effort. Last year, I tried to get around some of the, you know, regulations regarding the seasonal pay grid and and all it takes to increase salaries on the seasonal pay grid. Uh, They had kind of instituted these bonuses for first-year lifeguards. Um, Are those bonuses still going to be a thing? Yes, but we're not sure how they're going to look this year yet. Peter Johnson Staub said he's reworking those, so we actually do not have final numbers for those yet. Noelle, thanks so much for the update. I guess we'll have to wait a few months before we know how many Falmouth beaches will be guarded this summer and how lifeguarding will look throughout the Upper Cape. Okay, Upper Cape Catch listeners, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Our program today was voiced, written, and produced by me, Gilda Geist. Special thanks to Mike Rausch and Jamie Costa. The Upper Cape Catch by the Enterprise comes out each Friday morning, just like our newspaper. Pick up your copy at our office in Falmouth or at your favorite local business. Check us out online at capenews.net. We also now have an app that is free to download on the App Store and on Google Play. Thanks for listening.